Pour yourself in me and pour yourself out of me. That ultimately that they don't see or hear me, but they see Christ. Amen. Lord, even, even now, even now, I stand in need of you. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. When I think of what Paul is talking about, it takes me to the human physical body. David in Psalms 139 says, For you have formed me in my inward parts. Matter of fact, he starts off saying that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. David, I believe, caught a glimpse of, of the, the majesty of the human body, of how he made the physical body. And he says, Lord, there's something awesome about what you did in making us. Ronnie, would you give me that picture now, or the booth? Would you give me that picture now? I got it there. I need it here also. Amen. <laughs> well, while they're bringing it up, I, I will describe for you what I want them to show is a, is a strand of your DNA. Within the DNA, which is cannot see with the naked eye, in this one strand is all the information about you. It is the blueprint of everything about you that actually tells every cell in your body what to do. Before, while you, at the moment of, of your conception, at, at the moment of your conception, there was a DNA blueprint that told your body how tall you was going to be, what type of hair you was going to have, what color hair you was going to have, the complexion of your body, your body structure, your eye color, what's going to happen. It was all in a bit of information, and in that bit of information is more information than what can be held in a computer. Did you know our God is an awesome God? And in his awesomeness, in his awesomeness, he did not make no mistake concerning you. In his mind, in God's blueprint, he laid out in detail. Before your mama and your daddy conceived you, God knew everything about you. Amen. Somebody ought to say, y'all, somebody ought to shout. And in this strand of DNA is listed everything about you, and every cell in your body goes forth and carry out the information that is in it. If yes, yes, God is at such detail, there you go. If God has such detail about making the human body, hear me now. The human body that's going to die one day. Yeah. Yeah. 
the human body that's going to be laid in a casket one day. If God etched out every single detail about you into your DNA, a blueprint that describes you, don't you think that he does even more so about the body of Christ in the church? Amen. I, I, I got a feeling somebody didn't catch that. I, I think somebody didn't catch that. If every cell in your body has information that tells it what to do, in your body so that it goes by the blueprint. If your body's not going by the blueprint, it's called cancer. That's it, that's it. But when every cell goes by the information, your body functions at a high function. If he put that much detail in our human body, how about putting together the church that is the body of Christ? What I'm trying to say is, if God put you here, you're no mistake. What I'm trying to say is, is that you are an important person in the body of Christ, and you fit where God placed you, and you got something to do that brings out Christ in the body of Christ. Y'all not with me today. I guess y'all gonna make me preach hard, y'all. Y'all gonna make me preach hard. We are the body of Christ. We represent Christ Jesus up in here, up in here. And I know sometimes it don't look like it, and the reason why it doesn't look like it because we get in the Holy Spirit's way. But if we ever, if we ever get on the same page and allow God to be God in us, Allow Christ to be Christ in us. You want to talk about a place where God is manifesting himself? I just believe we haven't seen anything yet. And just like there is information described in that screen right there. It's like a bit in your computer. It's like that Sims card in your cell phone that tells your cell phone what to do. There is a bit of information that God has put in you, and in that information is Christ himself. And what he wants to do is bring out of us what Christ has put in us so that when somebody see you in the church, they don't see you, they see him. I wonder today, did you see Christ while the choir was singing? Did you see Christ in the midst? And if you saw a little better Christ, thank God, glory to him. But I want to see it to the place that we see it from the back to the front, from the door, downstairs, upstairs, and everywhere. You see Christ. That's the goal of the church. That's what this thing is really all about is that there is an expression. There is, listen, Christ is in Hebrews verse 1, chapter 1, somewhere around verse 13. Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God. When we see him, he is expressing in his human form God because he is fully man, but he is fully God. And even though he was in his man likeness, what you see in him is God. Colossians 1 says this. It says that he was the exact expression of God. 
here they are. Jesus is talking to the disciples, and Philip asked a question. He said, Lord, if you just show us the Father, it will suffice us. Jesus looks at Philip and says to him, how long have I been with you and you still don't get it? How long, how much more can I show you and you still don't see? Philip, don't you know that when you look at me, you are seeing the Father? Don't you know that when you look at me, you're seeing God in the flesh? Look past my exterior. Look in my interior. And what you will find is everything you need. The problem with us is we see Jesus on the outside, and we don't see Jesus on the inside. And if the church ever see Jesus for who he really is, then we will begin to look more like Jesus. That is the exterior of us. Folks are not to just see the exterior. They ought to be seeing the interior. Amen. Because on the inside, we have the blueprint, the image, the character. Through the gifts, we have the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. My God, my God, my God. Uh, I don't think we heard that. On the inside of us, not on the outside of us. But on the inside of us, if you've been born again, you have the expression. You have the manifestation. You have the character. You have the radiance of Jesus Christ on the inside. Wait a minute. If, if I allow Christ to shine, and you allow Christ to shine, and we bring our Christness in the church, we get on one accord. You shine your Christ. I shine my Christ. We shine our Christ. Don't you know that we will turn this place? You want to talk about folks running the church? I mean, when folks got a picture of Christ, they started filling up the doors, tearing off roofs and stuff. Why? Because they just wanted to see Christ. I believe that we got a world that is dying yes, to see yes, Christ. Yes, and the only one that can show them Christ yes. is the church. Amen. Christ Amen. in the church. Amen. There ought to be something about Christ in the church. Amen. Look at verse 6 in Romans chapter 12. Thank you for the DNA. Thank you for the DNA. Thank you for the DNA. Look at chapter 12, verse 6 of Romans. And it says this, it says this, it says, since we have these gifts, we means everyone that is born of Christ have a motivational gift. Though it's different, we may have the same gift, but we will express it differently. The way perceiver looks on you won't look the same way on me. There's something that we have it in common, but because my experience in life is different than your experience in life. God did not make us cookie cutters. We're not cut out of the same shape. We are different. Thank God we different. I wouldn't want you to be exactly like me. 
and I wouldn't want to be exactly like you. My experience with Jesus is different than your experience with Jesus. And though we may share the same gift, the way it expressed itself will be different. Don't try to be exactly like nobody. Be the best that you can be for the Lord Jesus Christ, that, that, that they would see Christ in you. Too, too many folks is hindering their anointing because they're trying to be like somebody else. He didn't call you to be like so-and-so. He called you to be you. They can't nobody, can't nobody beat you at being you. Let me just say this. Even if folks don't appreciate you being you, appreciate yourself. Whoever told you everybody gonna like you? They don't like the way you walk. They don't like the way you talk. Wait a minute. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please him. And if he made me to walk the way. Let's go on. That's good Let's go on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, since we have these yes, good differences, he said, he said, according to the, how can you get a big head about something that's not yours anyway? <laughs> Nothing but grace. It's by his grace. Somebody said, thank you for his grace. I mean, no matter how, listen, there are different anointings, there's different levels of anointings, there's different levels of knowing how to walk in that anointing, but it's still by grace. I, you know, you know I, I, I hope that you are highly anointed, but don't get a big hit because you're highly anointed. The more God use you, the more humble you ought to become because after a while you recognize you don't deserve what God is doing in you and it humbles you that God will use somebody like you. Says, listen, he has given it to each of us. Not some of us. Each of us. Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. What is he saying? What he's saying is what I'm going to say at the end. Stir up the gift. Stir it up. Amen. Stir up what God has put in you. That's it. That's it. Use what God. There are going to be some folks who don't have your gift. And they don't understand your gift. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you know what you need to do? You need to stay in your own lane. Amen. Just because you don't understand what God has given somebody else doesn't mean that God didn't give it. That's it, that's it, that's it. Just because you don't understand why they do what they do, as long as they got joy doing it and it's glorifying God, you ought to encourage them in doing it. I, 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 know, I, I know you mean well for them. But, but let them be what Christ has called them to be. And you be what Christ has called you to be. And we bring together what God has called us to be. And watch the light shine. Amen. Amen. I believe. I believe the picture is. That when we begin to express, to manifest the motivational gifts 
within the church that a whole lot of problems we got would get healed. Amen. Yes, man. Yes, sir. I believe, I believe, I believe that there's enough power. Yes, sir. There's enough gifting uh-huh. in every house. Yes, sir. That God, that if God ever get a chance to let go and let loose, yes, sir. like He want to, yes. folks will come off the streets. Yes, sir. Because when God begins to manifest himself, stuff, stuff start dropping off. When God start manifesting himself, stuff just start happening. There ought to be an oldness in the house that when we get together, there's so much of Christ in the house that we don't know what's going to happen. All we know is that, that God let loose of some stuff and we didn't walk out the same way we walk in because there's no way if Jesus is in the house that you can walk in the same way that you walk out because when you walk out, you're going to walk out with something better than you walk in because he gives out what? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's true. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, according to the proportion. Listen, it takes faith to do your gift. Yes, it does. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To operate properly in that which God has given you, it takes faith. Uh-huh. Listen. Give me that DNA. No, that's asking too much. Y'all saw it. Within that DNA strand with the motivational gifts is your motivational gift is there. It's in your personality. Uh-huh. Listen to Proverbs when it says, train up a child in a way he should go. In the Greek it says, train him up, not just knowing the Lord, but in the particular bent that they have. Uh-huh. Watch them. How can I say this? I'm just going to say it. Just because you was a football player don't mean your son going to be a football player. Just because you're a great cook don't mean your daughter going to be a great cook. You got to find what is in them. And even though that may not be you, we are not supposed to live our lives vicariously through our children. They are who they are. And we need to allow them to find their gifting and be the best that they can be in Christ Jesus. There's a whole lot of folks who became something that their parents wanted them to be, and they are as unhappy as they can be when if they would have let go and let God direct them to be what they wanted to be, they would have been happy. So what? They don't become a doctor. If they are happy being whatever it is God has called them to be, let them have joy in being that. Folks going around blowing their heads off because they unhappy trying to make somebody else happy. Wait a minute. The only one that we got to make happy is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you make him happy, 
folks that know the Lord with you will get happy. That's what it says. He says, you, by faith. faith. By faith. Your motivational gift, though there's a natural trend for it, it cannot operate properly unless it's empowered by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You and I are operating in our motivational gift will hurt folks if God's not in control. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. Let me say it again. Uh-huh. You and I operating in our motivational gear where instead of bless folks, uh -huh. we curse folks. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A car whose pedal is stuck going down the expressway accelerating is a is a is a is a is a dangerous thing. Yes, it is. Why? Because you're right, it's a weapon. Yes, it is. That which is supposed to be a blessing to take us from A to B when it is not operating correctly. Somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, sir. The motivational gift that though you are born with it, God gave it into your, into your natural self. Unless the Holy Spirit is in control of it. You're going to hurt something. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I hate to say it. Sometimes mm. in the church, yes, sir. where we're supposed to be blessing folks uh -huh. because we are in control of it and God is not in control of it. Yeah. Instead of it being used to be a blessing, it turns out to be a curse. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's, 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 let's go on. Let's go on. Look what it says. Look what it says. It says, it says if you are called the, the, the heart of the word out of the Greek is, is, is prophecy, but that is not what it is here. This is called perceiver. It is one who is able to, to discern and declare the will of God clearly. Sometimes life will get to the place that you cannot discern the hand of God in your life. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's true. Amen. The devil has a way of throwing so many things at oh, us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I know you're right. Uh -huh. That if you're not careful, yes, you may think you're right when you're wrong. Yes, Sometimes a fog comes in. Some, sometimes it's cloudy and it's dark. Yes, and and uh, uh, all you need is for somebody to show you at that time the hand of God in your life. Amen. He may not remove the, 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 the fog. He may not remove the, the clouds. Uh -huh. But as long as he is in the frame of the picture, yes. as long as you can discern, you know what? The sun is still shining even though the clouds are in the way. Amen, amen. And because you know that the sun is still shining, you can make it through a cloudy yes, day. Sir. Yes, sir. If you know that the S-O-N is still sitting on the throne amen. and that he is still present in your life, though you can't see him, the dark time is okay because you know you're still in his hands. Yes, you know he's still in the frame of your picture.
picture. And as long as he's in the frame of your picture, you can say to yourself, everything is going to be. Amen. All right. He is the eyes of the body. She is the eyes of the body. Yes, sir. They are able. They help keep the church going in the vision, in the way that they need us to go. Amen. My highest uh, is perceiving. Folks call me just, just, and I sit there, and they just start telling me the problem. Uh. I'm talking about seasoned folks. I'm talking about folks going through cancer. Folks that are that stuff that is just crazy. And they call me in a panic and they just ask me. And matter of fact, they don't even ask me, they just start telling me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My in that time, what I am looking for always is well, where are you in this picture? What are you saying in this circumstance? Uh When I tell them, when I show them, they're okay. Yes, sir. Wait a minute. Nothing has changed. The situation has not went away. Yes, sir. The problem is still there. Yes, sir. The outcome still looks bleak. Yes, sir. What has made the difference is that they see that Jesus is still in the frame of their picture. Yes, sir. And as long as we know that Jesus is a man is young man has been diagnosed with cancer. He's at the last stages. Matter of fact, he's in hospice. And he can barely speak above a, wee, a whisper. The family are gathered. The, the pastor comes in. And, and when the pastor comes in, the young man beckons for him to put his ear to his mouth so that he can tell him what he needs to say. The pastor put his ears to his mouth. And the young man says, I still see Jesus in the frame. Yeah. Of my picture. Yes, Somebody who don't know the Lord yes, would say, well, how? Well, don't you know that absent from the body is present with the Lord? Don't you know that if I close my eyes on this side in Christ Jesus, I'm going to wake up on the other side yes. in Christ Jesus? Don't you know that I got a whole group of people waiting for me yes. on the other side? But most of all, I got Jesus and present with Jesus is better than anything down here. Even though it's more necessary for us to be here, when you be here, you better know where you're going. And if you know where you're going and you've done what you're supposed to do, you don't mind taking, you don't mind going home. We're on vacation. We're not home yet. When we get to the other side, we be home. Let's, 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 Let's move on. Let's Let's move on. They are the eyes uh, of the body of, of Christ. They, they see, they, they define, they see clearly what the, Lord, what the Lord is saying. The next one, according to a portion of faith, is service helps. There are people who get here on Sunday morning at 7 o'clock. Uh-huh. If they do not do what they do, I could not do what I do. That's it. There are folks who just going to give a helping hand. It's practical. They drive the vans. They serve the food. They go visit the sick. They paint. They fix. They correct. They take care of the practical thing. They use their hands. They serve. You know what? 
can't everybody serve. No, no, that's right, that's right, that's true. With the right attitude. There are some folks who make you think you ought to be thankful that they threw some mashed potatoes on your plate. There are some folks who act like you ought to kiss their feet. But there are some folks who make you feel like you are like you somebody because they serve you. Matter of fact, they get so much joy from doing it, they give you joy for letting them do it. There are some folks that if they do not, don't, they don't get paid for it. They do, they do it because they love doing it. They don't have to be pat on the back for it, but they know that they're doing it for the Lord. I wonder today, is there servants in the house that love to do what they do, and they don't mind getting their hands dirty, they don't mind getting their feet dirty, but if they see a need, they're going to go feel that need. Listen, the body of Christ needs some folks who's not always in the forefront, but they're in the background putting things together so those of us that's in the forefront can do what we do. Thank God for some, there's some stuff that goes on in this church and that if the service wasn't taking care of it, we couldn't have service on Sunday. We just don't know how blessed we are. It's funny how something that can be so natural can be so spiritual. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. Corinthians 1.13 tells us, if I give my body to be burnt, if I give all my goods to the poor, it profits nothing if I don't do it with love. It really doesn't matter how gifted you are, how known that you are, if we are not doing what we're doing out of the spirit of loving God, of loving Christ, of loving our brothers and sisters in Christ, then you might as well not do it. Let's go to the next one. The next one is, uh, y'all, y'all, hold on, hold, hold on to, hold on to your toes. He who teaches, huh? I thought everybody can teach. For some reason, we think that everybody ought to be teachers. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody got all the motivational gifts, but we only got some that are primary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You may have two, three that are primary. Uh-huh. And if teaching is not one of your primary, you shouldn't be teaching. <laughs> if you don't get joy out of doing the research and the studying, uh-huh. then maybe you all not to teach. <laughs> Just because you're a Christian don't make you a teacher. Well, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There's a whole lot of different gifts in the body. Yes, sir. Just, you know, I tell folks, put your foot in the water before you jump in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Because 
the water may be too cold. Uh-huh. Uh, it may be too hot. Yes, sir. You got to test yes, before you jump in. Yes, sir. If you think that's your gift, before you jump in, put your toe in. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. If it's too hot, take your toe out. That's right. Uh-huh. Put your foot in if it feels good. That's right. Put your other foot in if it feels good. If you realize it's too cold, take both feet out. It's okay to try something, but just because you tried it don't mean you have to stay there. I mean, if you don't enjoy it, and folks you're doing it for don't enjoy it, just maybe, just maybe, it's not your primary gift. Let's go on. Listen, there's a study that was taken, and this is the way it breaks down. 12% of people are perceivers that are the eyes. 17% of the people are helpers, which is our hands. 6% of the people are teachers, that is the mind. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Only 6%. 6%. Listen what scripture says. The scripture said it's better not to be a teacher because teachers are going to be judged more oh, yeah. harshly. That's right. Because we can cause somebody to stumble. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Exhorter. Exhorter is a person who can who wants everybody to walk in victory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can't hardly stand for folks not to walk in victory. An exhorter is a person. I was talking, let me use Deacon White for, he's, he's getting a transfer after all these years on the police, on the fire uh, department, working out of Avondale. He said, man, I got to get a transfer. I said, why? But one day he called me up where that four-year-old boy got shot by a driver. And this strong, strong man was crying. Uh. He's seen it too many times. This is what he told me. He said, man, after all these years, I still see people in the street still acting the same way. He said, I can't take it. (laughs) He said, if it was getting better, but my heart breaks that I see them still doing the same thing the same way and nothing, that's an exalter at heart. Reverend Ingram is an exalter. Reverend Ingram would give you, you know, come on, come on, let's go. And he'll say, come on, I step with you. I'll give you step A, B, and C. The problem for exalter is this sometimes. The problem is They'll come to you once and give it to you. And you sitting there saying, oh, poor pitiful me. They'll come to you twice. May even come to you three times. But after the fourth time? You know why? They can't sit with you very long because they will go into depression from your depression. And if you're not ready to move, and it came to you a number of times, they will move on. 
It's not that they don't care. They just want you to walk in victory. And they do not have the type of gift that a person of mercy had. Mercy would sit with you week after week after week after week after. Wait a minute. I think we need both. Mother, I know we need both. We need a person of mercy that will comfort you, console you while you're there. But we also need the person that when it's time for you to get up, that will love to give you a swift kick to get you moving. Why? We need both. Listen to John Mark that after the missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas both have, have, both of them are apostles. Both of them, Paul, Paul being one of the ones that seen Jesus, Barnabas the one that not. But here they are that made it through the first missionary journey. John Mark went with them, but John Mark didn't make it through. John Mark bailed on them halfway through. Why? Because stuff was getting hard. And John Mark said, y'all crazy. I'm sure they tried to talk to John Mark, but John Mark went back home. So now it's time to go again. And Barnabas... Barnabas, who's an encourager, but he also has a high degree of mercy, said, let's take him with us. Here Paul is, who's a perceiver, and he's an exalter. And Paul said, over my dead body. Wait a minute, who was right? Both of them was right. Why? Because John Mark needed mercy, but he also needed to know you can't bail on the work of the Lord. You just can't quit on the work of the Lord. No, I can't trust you the second time because you bailed on the first time. And in the body of Christ is bold. There's the giver. This person just give towards the need. They would give the best they have. They are distributors. They distribute what God has given them. There are missionaries throughout the world that is being supported by givers. There's people that give. I mean, they are God distributors. God used this them to distribute it to the kingdom yes, so the work yes, of the kingdom may be done. Yes, you know, the yes, problem with forgiver is you best be under the unction of the Holy Spirit because oh, yeah. once folks know you're a giver, yeah. there's some bold folks who think you are to be their personal giver. You better listen to the Holy Ghost and allow God to tell you how to distribute his resources. There is the leader. That's the person that has administrative gift, and they are the shoulders. They are the shoulders. The giver are the arms of the body. The administrator is a leader. He can help the vision, keep the church straight on vision. He can, he can, he can, he can administrate, he can lead. They can lead the church yes, so that sir. things can get done. Uh-huh. 
Allow me to give you a picture of each. Allow me to show you an illustration to show you how each of these persons operate in a situation that calls for all the gifts. Each person is, is assembling together in a restaurant because they have a meeting going on. And they are scheduled to be there. And the young lady that is their waitress have had a hard day. She's, she's new. And, and the boss is mean. And she done had a hard day. And she's trying her best. And she is at wit's end. She comes and, and she's bringing the drink. She got the tray. She got a glass pitcher full of iced tea. She also got a, a pitcher full of, of water. And she got their drinks. And, and it's about to slip. So she takes one of the pitchers and she sets it on the edge of the table. And what happens is the glass pitcher falls and breaks. And in her trying to catch it, she drops everything. She's standing there humiliated, almost in tears. Matter of fact, literally in tears. Yes, sir. It's at their table. So you see each of them go into action at the gift that they have. The administrator said, okay, helps. You go get some napkins, move these chairs back. There's glass on the floor. You pick it up, move these chairs out so nobody can come across. Notice what he's doing. He's taking action and telling the most efficient way to clean things up. Helps is already picking up the glass so nobody can get hurt and already getting towels and, and paper towels to clean up the mess. He's all, they even have to ask them. They're already doing it. Amen. Because that's what they do. Mercy don't run over to the young lady, put their arms around the young lady, say, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's just water. It's just it's no big deal. Do you need me to talk to your boss and say, and tell them it's okay? We're not mad. Comforting her. Yes, yes, the the exhorter said, baby, tomorrow gonna be a better day. Let her know this is not the end of the story. Come on now. This is just one day. I dropped a lot of things in my life, but now look at me. Encourage her, encourage her to let her know this is not the end of the story. This is just one moment of one day. The giver says, I know what I'm going to do. Fellas, let me take care of the tip. Instead of giving her 20%, I'm going to give her 40%. Because I want her to know she was a blessing to us. We're going to bless her. Some of y'all missed that. Some of us want to know how close to the edge I can get before I sin. We're on the edge. I haven't sinned yet. I haven't sinned yet. I haven't crossed the line. Well, get off the line. 
Get right in the center of God's will. Don't get as close as you can get to. to and we're playing this game. Uh, I haven't done it yet. Oops. Well, there would have been no oops if you wouldn't have got so close. Get right in the center, right in the center of God's will. Don't get to the edge. Get right in it. The teacher said, I got it. What you got? I got my lesson plan. Got my lesson plan. Well, what's your lesson plan? Joshua chapter 1, where God said, don't turn to the right. Don't turn to the left. But stay right where I want you to stay. And I'm going to bless you. He said, ooh, that would teach. That would teach. That would teach. If we ever begin to function in our gifts, woo! if we ever allow Christ to be Christ up in here, folks will get healed. Folks will get delivered. Folks will be encouraged. Folks will fly up, up, and down. Folks will be running around if Christ ever get released in the church and we begin to do what the Holy Ghost has called us to do. We will fix things that we didn't even know was broken. Folks will come from the outside because they will hear what's going on on the inside. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift that is in you. There's Christ in you. There's Christ in me. If we ever get to the place that we make it all about him and not about us, there's some stuff that will be released on Sunday morning that will blow your socks off with your shoes on. If we ever let Christ be all that he wants to be in us individually. I'm telling you, we haven't seen anything yet. I know God is good. I know he's been awesome. I know he shows up in the thing. But if we ever get self out the way, you think you see something this far. I declare in the name of Jesus, we haven't seen anything yet. But wait, but wait, it's coming. You better get ready. Jesus going to stir up some stuff. Jesus going to do some stuff. That folks going to come off the street just to see what's happening in the house. We're going to come running on Sunday morning not knowing what God's going to do. But when God is in the house, when Jesus is being exalted, things begin to happen. And when things begin to happen, folks get blessed. When folks get blessed, you shout, you run, you praise, you give thanksgiving. Our God is God. Our God is God. Our oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. The name of Jesus will be exalted. The name of Jesus will be lifted up in the church by his people through his 
shaking yet. Yeah. What you mean? Yeah. You got to shake yeah, the Kool-Aid yeah, until the Kool-Aid yeah. mixes in the water. Yeah. You got it, but you too much of you. Have you ever drunk Kool-Aid where the sugar is in the bottom and the Kool-Aid haven't been mixed? It don't taste good. It's oops. Folks that haven't been shaking enough. Folks that haven't been stirred enough. It's oops. Oops. You're not saved. That's it. That's right. But if That's you yes, are saved, yes, there's Christ, Christ on the inside yes, who wants to show up on the outside. Yes, That's what church is all about. Amen. The world is dying. Waiting for that's it, that's it. the church that's to it. show Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yes, Let me go a step farther. The church is dying. Yes, sir. That's it. That's it. That's it. In the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In many churches, they are dying. Yes, sir. Because Jesus isn't showing up. Oh. On Sunday morning. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm not talking about outside the church. I'm talking about in many houses that's yes. supposed to be churches. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jesus is nowhere to be seen. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's it. That's it. Uh huh. Uh huh. People coming. Needing something greater than themselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And what they experience is mess. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
And in us, we continue to move forward and letting Christ be Christ in the church. Mess will take over. But we got to have a made up mind. It's not about us. It's all about him. And we have come to worship him. We have come to praise him because he is worthy of all the praise. It's not about how cute we are. Not about what we got on. It's not about I got my favorite seat. It's about Jesus and Jesus alone. Because Jesus is the only one that can save. And I don't know about you. I need Jesus. You can't help me. You can't save me. But I know somebody that's as high, looks low, and if he comes to your situation, he can change something. Every Sunday, we ought to go a little bit higher. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And him. Yes, sir. We can't even afford to have church as usual. No, 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 no. We can't even afford to maintain. Because we get bored with the same level. Yes, sir. So in everything. It has to go another level. Another level. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we can see him more and more. Do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus? Do you see Jesus? So what? The mission we God is doing something awesome. Yes, sir. But we can't sit back and say. We got it going on. No, we can't. We got to press. 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 Towards the mark. Yes, sir. Of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. Watch. What our God is about ready to do. Yes, sir. Hold on. Let me say that again. Because you ought to get excited. Watch. What our God is about ready to do. Oh, y'all, y'all not excited enough for me. Watch what our Christ is about ready to do. Oh, y'all still haven't caught it yet. Watch what Jesus is about ready to do in the house. Watch what he's up to. Watch how awesome he is. Watch how great he is. Watch what he's getting ready to do in the heart. Glory, 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 glory in the house. In the house. I don't know where you are today, but I know you need Jesus. How you know that? Because everyone needs Jesus. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to take you to the next level 
in himself. Yes, today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Today. You need to give it to Jesus. You need to turn it all the way over to him. Tomorrow may not come, but today. He's loving you. He's calling you. He wants to save you. Today. As we stand, I got preaching.